Welcome to Newcastle Going Green, a series of monthly podcasts brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board. Each episode will give you information about green initiatives and sustainable options you can find around Newcastle. Hear from experts in various fields, coupled with the neighbor's experience with the practice being discussed during each episode. However, today we shift gears as we shift into the new year. Instead of bringing in an expert to talk about today's topic, we decided to go to the experts in our town on sustainability, none other than the members of our hardworking sustainability advisory board. On today's episode, we discussed sustainable New Year's resolutions. We asked our SAB members what their sustainable New Year's resolutions were and the sustainability trends they're expecting to see in 2023. We're looking forward to sharing many of these resolutions that we hope you'll adopt this year as well. So, Happy New Year, and without further ado, we welcome everyone to Newcastle Going Green. Awesome. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a great New Year, great holidays. Um, we are going to start with some responses that we received about sustainable New Year's resolutions. Uh, we know that it's not always easy to stick with resolutions, but we hope that some of these might stick around, be accomplished, or become habits by some of our viewers. So uh, first of all, we heard from both Jennifer and Kent, our SAB co-chairs, that they were going to both look at uh, putting solar on their homes this year. Right. Solar is, is, is an option that's becoming more popular and making a lot more sense because the rates of electricity have risen really in, in this area uh, over the past 12 months. And people are looking at their bills and going, it's like, what is happening so there's a lot of really good incentives for solar uh especially uh getting solar if you have a a, a south based a southern more of a southern view and i i couldn't have it because i have trees blocking it but a lot of people uh it is available and they are going for it which is great and 400 dollars per kilowatt hour with a max of 5,000 per system per system at the federal level under the Inflation Reduction Act, which has really been something that's gonna, gonna get better and better as monies get distributed. Uh, homeowners can see a 30% tax increase, credit, excuse me, tax credit uh, with solar PV systems when they're installed. Um, community solar is becoming very popular uh, in different states uh, and solar developers are incorporating innovative practices at solar farms such as planting pollinator habitat or grazing sheep instead of using gas-powered mowers around the area. And developers, some are even experimenting with planting crops at solar farms. Uh, it's and, and something called uh, agrivoltaics. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening on that. Uh, and there's also uh, irrigation practices and canals. They're, they're trying to do things now to, to, to get around what they were saying prior about the solar farms, you know, being uh, not good for the for the land around it and and the habitat, so they're trying to 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 work on that right now, and uh, that that's something important. And the other two quick things is heat pumps and geothermal are increasing, and there are incentives right now. And I'm happy to say that on my block, uh, in my area here, there are three families that have put in geothermal because the incentives are good. And it's a it's another alternative. So that that wraps that up a bit. So Gabby, what else we got? Yeah, uh, Kent had a couple of sustainable resolutions. He is going to increase production from his organic vegetable garden, so he can donate the extra. Wow, that's pretty good. That means he's you know it's a win win 
on that level because uh, studies show that gardening provides substantial uh, human health benefits because you're you're really moving around. There's a lot of physical exercise and it's also calming to be out with the plants and the soil, be out in nature. Uh, and in addition, our local food pantries will benefit from receiving fresh, nutritious produce that's grown locally because a lot of people are donating what they what they grow to these food pantries. So it, it's, again, it's a win-win on, on very many sides. So think about, you know, growing a garden. Yeah, it's awesome to be able to work outside like that. He also mentioned that he shares a resolution with you, actually. Um, mm -hmm. We both want to support our local birds and insect populations. And he mentioned that he wants to expand his native plantings and that you're committing to maintaining a toxic-free yard. Right. I have a I have a sign, toxic-free yard. Um, we're trying to get people away from uh, putting... I guess chemicals on their lawn that they think are helpful, uh, especially in terms of ticks, but uh, we're having issues with that. Uh, bees and other pollinators are, are if, if that keeps going and they are crucial to our biodiversity and survival, uh, we're gonna have a problem. So not using pesticides and other chemicals. Uh, I, I have not used it on my, my lawn for a number of years. And uh, I think it's the least I can do for the pollinators and the birds and a healthy home. And it's, and it's healthier for my family. It's healthier for my pets. It's healthier for my neighbors. So if we can, you know, get away from that and, and, and do things that are more proactive in terms of putting stuff on our lawn that, that uh, won't cause uh, problems, then I think we should, you know, all try to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 like a massive extinction right now. We're seeing species of pollinators entirely wiped out with the rise of urbanization. So it's a very it's a very noble cause. Um, Alicia, who is our behind the scenes partner uh, for this podcast, also said that this year she is hoping to reduce her consumption and waste by getting more things secondhand and borrowing items from friends and neighbors versus purchasing. Uh, Kent also had a resolution that went along the same lines. He said he'd like to give away household items so that others don't need to buy new. Right. That's, that's very good. It's, you know, you're, you know, reduce, recycle, uh, and, and give things away. So, you know, it's being used by another family who, who would need it. Uh, and it's never been easy in, in our town of Newcastle, uh, and beyond to do this. Uh, we have a take it or leave it shop at the train station parking lot which opens in early April and Newcastle residents can drop off household items and anyone can shop for new items. Uh, on Facebook, there are several pages where people can sell household goods and furniture like uh, Chappaqua Mom Sales and Chappaqua Sales, but there's also something that's really popular. And a lot of kids who are actually, this is not just here, who, who go to college and they need stuff in their room, uh, it's called Buy Nothing, Buy Nothing page. And people, residents post uh, free items and gift them to neighbors. But my my nephew, who was uh, lives in California and came to New York at Fordham University, he used Buy Nothing to get his apartment pretty much done up. It was amazing. Uh, so uh, I would certainly try Buy Nothing if you can. And um, beyond that, there's always the uh, Salvation Army. There's Goodwill. You can donate. You can purchase 
and and, and it's really good because they, they they keep perfectly good and usable items you know out of the incinerators and out of the the dumps where it just piles up and piles up and uh as they say one man's trash or woman's trash is another man or woman's treasure so try to try to think about that when you are having to get rid of a piece of furniture or something that uh, could be used again yeah absolutely it's always always important to know where your things are going or where you're getting them from and try to reduce the amount of times that we have to lean on production and buying things new when you don't necessarily have to. Mm -hmm. um, another SAB member, uh, Rick Stein, said that he plans on keeping his thermostat a little lower in the winter and a little warmer in the summer. And that in the winter, he plans on using blankets while watching TV and in the summer using ceiling fans as opposed to the air conditioner. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for uh, using your thermostat and using you know the AC in your house. I'm I'm, I'm wearing you can't see it, but I'm wearing a, a fluffy, warm kind of kind of sweat jacket. You know, it's in my house because I'm keeping my during the day when I'm working here. I'm trying not to put it up as high as I would need it at night. You know, when I'm cooking or at night. But uh, it's a good idea to, if you can, just layer up clothes in the winter a bit and you can keep the thermostat down a, a couple of notches. And uh, there are ways to do that as well in, in the uh, summer. You can, if you have AC, you can put it on to, uh, you know, maybe keep it slightly higher uh, during the day. And um, there's different also programs with Con Ed now uh, that you can go on. And, and if you use less, uh, air conditioning you can get rewards uh so there's a lot of stuff to check out absolutely and uh as for the people that are on this podcast aaron what is your sustainable new year's resolution for 2023 i know we're a little late but <laughs> yeah th thanks gabby um i think this year, especially, I really want to focus on recycling. I think we've done a few episodes on recycling, and I think it's really important for all of us to realize that, you know, where we're putting our recycling, whether that mean we're recycling something that's not recyclable or we're not recycling that's something that's recyclable. And in my house, uh, as of late, we've been starting to really, really be cognizant about what we're recycling and how we're recycling it. So that could mean paper and cardboard and uh, having different piles for each of those. And I think that's really important. And making sure to always check those um, those containers uh, that you order from takeout to really make sure that they are recyclable because some of those containers are not recyclable and that could harm the process of recycling. So I am my New Year's resolution this year is to really make sure that I'm cognizant about my recycling. I'm recycling as much as I can. I'm recycling things that should be recycled and not recycling things that should not be recycled. Right. You have to know how to recycle right. And that's what another program we're getting involved with that would that gives the public uh, the opportunity to look at. Uh, I believe it, it's a it's an app and it'll tell you what you can and cannot you know, recycle because people get very confused about things. So uh, if you recycle right, then that would be something that would be important. So that's Absolutely. a good resolution to have. I just, I'm sorry, I wanted to end, end, uh, say one more thing about the, uh, the, 
in terms of your thermostat and in, in the summer and in the winter because uh, there was you know a little fact here on my sheet I didn't I didn't look at um, so the Department of Energy estimates that for each degree you set your thermostat down in the winter you'll be saving one percent on your energy bills and if it's 68 degrees in in everyone's home and you lowered it to about well 63 or four while sleeping you'll see definite results in your bill in the summer aim for 76 to 78 degrees during the day and increase that temperature at night. And you could also let the sun in. And, you know, my dog has a sunspot when I let the sun in and she just hangs out uh, and it warms the space in the winter and blinds uh, help you cool it in the summer. And uh, so that's right. that. That's really interesting, so, Maxine, that you bring that up. I mean, in our household, we sleep at 64 degrees every night in the winter. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so do and yeah. we, like it, and how, we are cold-blooded. Okay? We like it cold. So we cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Yes. So, so <laughs> that, you know, that, that really <laughs> does make a difference. We have been seeing a difference in our bill, definitely. And it's, you know, it's also much, again, much better for the environment. We, we use a lot less electricity in the winter than we, than we, than we had been using a few years ago. And, you know, setting our thermostat just a little lower and bundling up under those blankets are really does make a difference. Yeah. And it's actually healthier to sleep when it's a little cooler. Uh, so say various doctors that I don't have names of, but I've read in certain places. So that's, you know, that's something that's important. So yeah, the, the thermostat is, is a place, a good place to uh, to be able to to save some money and, and, and keep cool or warm as you need. And uh, again, blankets, and you could put on some extra, you know, sweatshirts and things. There are ways that you can keep keep warm and insulating your house is also the other answer. Uh, if there's drafts, you could put something by the doors. You can, you know, insulate windows. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, you can get a home energy uh, assessment as well, but that that's a whole other show. We've had someone on, you could go back to our past show and, and hear that. Uh, so uh, Gabby, what, what do you have? What other resolution do you have? Definitely. What is your resolution? Definitely unrelated to the thermostats, but uh, mm -hmm. I will be trying to bring a reusable bottle everywhere because uh, it, it sort of coincides with another resolution I have this year, which is just to drink more water generally. And as soon as I started, I realized that it's very easy to lean on very damaging plastic bottles that fill up our landfills, leach chemicals into the ground. And after doing all of our Newcastle Going Green episodes on the damages caused by plastic and after watching the screening that we recently did or recently in quotes um, mm -hmm. of the story of plastic, I'm definitely very conscious of the need to curb the habit. And I will definitely be bringing around a glass or a reusable plastic bottle that I could just keep refilling throughout right. the course of the day. That's that's, that's great, Gabby. I, I, I agree with you. I think First of all, I agree with drinking more water. I am also going to try to drink more water this year. And as staying hydrated is important and you can get a bigger bottle, bigger water bottle, it could be reusable water bottle that you bring around everywhere. I've started to do that every day at school and, um, you know, just reducing that, that waste every day, you know, from going to buying a bottle every single day to filling up your water bottle in the morning before you leave your house is really does making is, is making a big difference. Right. Back back in the day, uh, there were no plastic water bottles. You drank from the tap. Uh, now you buy all these expensive waters and it's like a lot of money if you think about it. Four plus dollars for a bottle of water. It's, uh, you know, 
it it it's kind of common sense at this point and i'm glad you are both doing that cuz it's a great idea i mean i see people at the airports you know i brought i brought a bottle and you can you can fill up water uh when you you know after you get through security you can there's people waiting on a line to fill up their bottles at airports now so it it's really you know really really good that we can can get this going and and put less plastic in and and just carry around you know a water bottle that that you can hydrate and will you know help reduce waste. Uh, there's a lot of resolutions and uh, with potential benefits, uh, and they help the planet and they save money and they help the community and they have health benefits. So it really pays to uh, to make some sustainable resolutions and stick to them. And so that's that's a good thing. So Gabby, what else you what what else do you have to say on certain matters? On certain matters. Yeah. Well, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about sustainable okay. trends that we've been tracking for 2023. Um and we're going to start with gas stoves. Um it seems like in the past couple of weeks gas stoves have become sort of the pariah of kitchen appliances as concerns have risen up about harmful emissions and health issues linked to the gas appliances. On the federal level, there have been talks about actually a nationwide ban on natural gas stoves and officials in New York and California are pushing to exclude gas stoves and heating equipment from new buildings. This is because gas stoves use fossil fuels, which we all know release methane, carbon dioxide directly into your home, into the air surrounding. And some top chefs are even saying that they prefer cooking on induction cooktops now too. So it's definitely something to watch out for this year and going into the next year, seeing how this plays out and whether it'll affect us. Yeah, I want to jump in really quickly right here, Gabby. I think I like to consider myself as a top chef um, and induction induction stovetops are now the new thing everybody is starting to get them we are actually currently right now we're building a house in uh, fire island and i convinced my mom uh and my mom's boyfriend to convert to an induction stovetop i uh, did some research presented them with the information and induction is really the new way to go it's even actually some say better than electricity because the induction stovetop does not get hot it uh what happens is is the pan gets hot so the surface of that induction stovetop is not getting hot so when you when you have little kids around and, and they're touching around the hot stove that that's another plus side and also you know induction stovetops again like gabby said much better for the environment gas stoves are really releasing harmful uh um, fossil fuels into our environment and it's really important that we, you know, as we start looking towards the future, that we start finding ways to, you know, take a step back and realize what we can do to help to help our environment on such a small level, too. Yeah, it, it, it's something that's really important. Uh, I think they're trying to get, new, you know, new, new, new housing to, to, to put that in. I think even in New York City, they're trying to get new, you know, apartment buildings to just have uh, electric and induction versus gas, even though they put a lot of gas lines in over the last few years because they thought that was the answer. Uh, everything changes, but um, I'm I'm glad you're a good chef. I'm glad you cook. That's a great thing. My son always cooks also, so yes, I'm glad I you love guys are. Uh, uh, oh, good. I'm coming over for dinner. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so well, did you like an SAB of- potluck or something? Uh, an SAB potluck would be 
fantastic. Yeah, we got to get bring that, set that up. up at the meeting. I agree. Uh, which I which I believe is soon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another trend, and we're talking about food and, and cooking, um, is veganuary. Veganuary. <laughs> uh, veganuary. I'm I'm trying to make this sound right. Veganuary is a month long challenge uh, where you eat only plant based foods in January. I mean, this is coming at the end of January. So think about it for maybe February. Uh, it mirrors its cousin Meatless Monday. I love that they have cousins uh, challenging omnivores to look at their diet differently for, uh, you know, a certain amount of time. Um, there's been a huge increase of plant-based food options at our local grocery stores, and they have plant-based on the go. Uh, they, they've tried this, uh, they have it available at, at fast food places at Burger King or Sofrito's Burrito from Chipotle. Uh, so, uh, I, we can do things a lot of, do, we can do a lot if we put our mind to it. And, uh, if we cook more plant-based things, uh, we reduce meat intake, we reduce having to have cattle, you know, be, be killed or cattle just taking up so much space and producing methane as they as they gas it up that's where it's coming from it's coming from not the front side but the back side right. but anyway right uh but so speaking of gas aaron <laughs> yeah uh, let's, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about some vehicles um let's talk about some cars you know, yes. you know uh, 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 we do own electric vehicle in my house which is which is great we're looking to um uh to expand that, get more electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are definitely the future. I think in 2023, mm -hmm. we'll definitely be seeing a lot more electric vehicles hitting the road, not only in Newcastle, but also in, uh, you know, the city and other places around our area. And, you know, it seems like every other car I'm passing is a Tesla, which is crazy. And, you know, there, you know, obviously we, we've seen some other electric vehicles, but we, we do continue to see the increase in electric vehicles out on the road. Other companies are now coming out with electric cars, Nissan, GM, Ford, more affordable options. And we have more high end new electric cars like the Rivian truck and the new Rivian SUV, which you should check out because it's really cool as well as Lucid. The Lucid new Lucid electric car is also very cool. I am excited to hopefully try that out someday. Um, but it's good to know that there are options available for every price tag. Tesla is reportedly working on a $25,000 vehicle, which would be very big. And some right. have even been spotted here, some of these new, really great cars. So, you know, we're looking to expand on the work that we did last year with our uh, new EV chargers. Um, that was a sustainability advisory board measure. And that will build the infrastructure to allow more EVs to come to town down the road. And that is going to, you know, that's we're going to be seeing a huge increase in electric vehicles um, this year and hopefully into 2024 and 2025. Right. Then there's going to there's there are incentives to buy these vehicles. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and actually, they're much more, uh, you know, affordable. They're getting more affordable as it goes, as infrastructure builds charging stations. People will have, you know, less fear of driving, you know, 200 miles and I need to to, to uh, get this charged and there'll be places to do that. And they'll also again, it, it it'll be because of the federal and state incentives uh, it, it'll be something that you can afford, which would be wonderful. Yes. So and this is just, just something, one more thing to bring up about that. Actually, 
Um, for all of you who do own a Tesla, any new Tesla delivery that is being taken up until March of 2023 are now eligible for a federal tax credit of up to $7,500. This is new, and that's because Tesla has dropped the price of its vehicles. So as the price drops, it becomes started to become in sort of the affordable section of cars, which means that the federal tax credit has now increased for new Tesla deliveries taking place from now until the end of March of 2023. So definitely check that out if you are a new Tesla owner. Again, that's a $7,500 tax credit, which is which is big. Right. And Maxine is right about these incentives, especially when you right. buy Right. And it's, and again, I, I employ you, it's not only the Teslas uh, while they're out there, but their GM is is, is wanting to go all electric by 2030. Crazy. Uh, they do have uh, cars that are much, that are affordable, you know, Ford as well. And Nissan Leaf, you know, has been out and uh, is an affordable option. So and we even just the want Chevy Bolt is know. also affordable. Exactly. So that's, that's that, you know, GM again is, 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 is hitting, I think they, they want to hit it, you know, this, this particular electric market hard. So that's fantastic. Which is great. So, yeah. So Gabby, um, what, what, what say you on legislation to cut down waste? Yeah. So our neighbors to the South um, in New York city have proposed legislation to um, basically prohibit food service establishments from automatically including plastic cutlery and other items in takeout orders. And it's reached the mayor's desk and it's definitely something to look forward to in the next year because it might very well reach Westchester and even Newcastle itself. It's, it's something I've noticed a lot. It's kind of the default that with um, takeout orders and with deliveries, you get the iconic black plastic cutlery that you may or may not need. And most of the times you don't even need it. And I think that it would be wonderful if we can cut down on it or at least make it an, uh, make it required so that a person has to ask first right. because it's, it's just an unnecessary source of waste that you can cut pretty quickly. Right, right. You know, the, we, we, we did the screening of the story of plastic, uh, which is put out by the people, the story of stuff. And I, I will go to the story of stuff uh, on, you know, go go to the Internet and and try to and go find that movie uh cuz it will really wake you up <laughs> it woke me up it woke gabby up it woke up everyone in the audience yeah. although we had hoped for a better turnout but <laughs> if you if you i mean we're going to do this again cuz it's it's very important to see what's going on and and certainly plastic cutlery is also a place to help reduce that so there's a lot you can do correct all righty. So, well, thanks guys so much. I appreciate um, everyone for joining us on today's episode of Newcastle Going Green. We had fun sharing our hopes and insights and our New Year's resolutions for our sustainability uh, initiatives in 2023. We got to explore all of the new looking towards the future uh, uh, benefits that we are going to see coming in the future and trends for 2023 and beyond. For more info about the Sustainability Advisory Board, you can visit the About Us section of the Newcastle website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.mynewcastle.org slash 303 slash sustainability dash advisory dash board. You can also visit the SAB's Facebook page or email us at sab at mynewcastle.org with any questions or ideas. I want to extend a special thanks to Alicia Malloy for all of her behind the scenes help 
I'm Aaron Silver, along with Gabriel Paley and Maxine Margot Rubin, and we'll see you next time.